deterrents to newness. That's what I'm sharing this morning. Five deterrents to newness. Five deterrents to newness. Our anchor scripture for this series, A New You, is taken from Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19. God said, don't remember the former things or the things of old. I will do a new thing. He said, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God said, I'm the God of newness, I'm the God of new things. I'm about to do new things in your life, new things in your family, new things in your vocational life, new things in your spiritual life, new things in your emotional life. God is about to do new things. When he announces new things, he expects us to become expectant, to become expectant. Wherever you are joining this service this morning, God wants to do something new in your life. People are joining the service from all around the world, uh, online church, and I'm saying to you this morning, uh, uh, receive this word. God wants to do something new in your life. And for everyone who will watch this broadcast on TV, hear this from me, God wants to do something new in your life. And you have to be open to it. You know, one of the ways that we start to open up, I'll get into the five deterrents very soon, one of the ways we start to open up into newness is to be able to reimagine our lives. Some people are stuck in the wrath because they're not able to imagine something differently. Um, uh, there's there's um, an app or, we or, or a website that, uh, that is called thesecondlife.com. Uh, which we stumbled into some time ago. This, this is, I mean, mainly for gamers, people who uh, design games and do other things like that. But this, this website gives you the opportunity to uh, envision something and create it. Envision a new life and create it. So in your physical, uh, you, you can be told that can answer and you're tired of that. In second life, you can make yourself shorter scrape your hair so that you can be bored, you know, and all that, look differently. In second life, I mean, you may be um, a school teacher in real life. In second life, you may be a building contractor, and you may be just be designing buildings and doing all kinds of things, you know. Yeah, in, uh, in second life, you, you can do anything, and this is more like virtual reality. And you know, for you to engage, especially the, the current world of virtual reality and all those kind of things, you need a strong imagination, capacity for imagination. Is somebody still with me today? I said, are you still here? A strong capacity for imagination. So having no vision or the ability to imagine a different life is a deterrent to newness. You must have a new picture. A new desire. Hunger is a currency in the kingdom of God. Hunger for newness. A thirst for newness. Hunger is a currency. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. What's the currency for fresh infilling? Hunger. Blessed are they that thirst and hunger after righteousness. He said they shall be filled. Somebody may have walked into this service this morning and there's no thirst, no hunger for newness. The choir sang, I've been made new. And some people are just sitting like, you know, like nothing is happening. 
You must leave this service today with a sense of hunger and thirst for newness. There's something that has to change. It's a new year. The Bible says, uh, in the book of Psalms, that day unto day utter speech, not unto night show forth knowledge. Something new must happen to us every day. One of the anchor scriptures for this series is Lamentation chapter uh, 3, I think verse 23, that says, uh, the, the steadfast love uh, never says, uh, his mercies are new every morning. You know, uh, our God, God, God is a faithful God, but his, his mercies are new every morning. God wants to do something new on a daily basis. And I need to be hungry for it. And I need to start to engage my imagination. I need to start to engage my imagination. Uh, where people don't see anything new, things start to go down. Glory be to Jesus. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. So we have discussed the internal factors to newness. And you saw in the recap video some of the things that we emphasized. I want to encourage somebody to, to get into archives and get into the resource center, pick up CDs, get on, online, uh, get into some of our platforms and, and, and pick up some of those messages and listen. Five deterrents to newness. The first one I want to discuss this morning, uh, which is more around the external things that affect or limit our capacity for newness. One is atmosphere. Somebody say atmosphere. I cannot hear you say atmosphere. Atmosphere speaks of the pervading tone or mood of a place or situation or life. You know, the, the, the pervading tone of a place. You know, the, 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 the picture that you're seeing on the screen uh, speaks to, you know, environment around you, around someone. And this may cast your mind to some of the not-so-good part of our city or our nation, but that's not what I'm talking about this morning. Every image that you see there, personalize it. And ask yourself, is my, the atmosphere around me like this, perhaps emotionally? Or am I mentally upside down? Or spiritually dysfunctional? That's what we're talking about this morning. That's what we're talking about this morning. There's a, an atmosphere that God wants to con want you to cultivate around your life in the time of newness that, you know, makes you appreciate and recognize newness. What atmosphere do you carry? Some people carry the atmosphere of fear, anxiety, tension, lack of trust. Some people have the atmosphere of boldness, of confidence, of peace, of courage around their lives, around their home, around their marriage, around their vocational life. Some people got, got into this year now with an atmosphere of fear around your vocational life. Something just has been telling you you're going to lose your job and nobody's going to hire you. If you don't do anything about that, just like Job said, the things that you fear most can come upon you. God has given you the power to repel negative atmospheres. Say amen, somebody. Yeah. What I'm charging you this morning is to become aware of this deterrence to newness so you can do something about them. God has given us the power to repel negative atmospheres. You know the truth? Sometimes we don't even uh, start to, uh, you know, gain cognizance of the fact that God is about to do a new thing until we make effort to repel some of these atmospheres. Yeah. When you 
start to repel them, something then dawns on you that there's a new way that things can be. That's a new way. You, you discover new things when you start to repel them. I remember a time in our marriage where I just realized that things were not the way they're supposed to be. Uh, so I started praying, and you know, one day I, I didn't engage my wife. What's going on? You know, and things like that. And then she, she started to talk to me, and you know, uh, for the last six months now, uh, uh, um, you, you didn't do this. <laughs> okay, I, I, she's wondering what exactly. You know, as, fortunately for me, she's in this service this morning. Wish this was first service when she was not here. Well, that particular situation, so that I, didn't leave, I don't leave anybody hanging, the particular situation, I can explain it to you. Yeah. Um, this is the confession of a pastor, right? Yeah. Uh, so this was what happened. We, a few years ago, about, uh, is it 12 or 13 years ago now, 2007 or 2008, we, we bought a property um, somewhere on the mainland. Uh, that's our first property that we bought together, and we got a mortgage. And while we were getting the mortgage, I told her that because I had to pay a commercial mortgage, this rate, da da da, this is the housekeeping that I will be able to drop whilst this mortgage thing is going on. This is what I'll be able to do. So the issue was that we paid off the mortgage after five years, but the amount remained the same. I got used to the comfort of uh, that amount. But I realized the atmosphere around our home was changing. So we got into this very lovely, crucial conversation that made my wife say, you know what? Uh, We finished paying this mortgage about six months ago. And uh, nothing has changed. So I ah, so what are you expecting to change? <laughs> and then she started to talk to me about what she expected to change. And we had a new beginning. <laughs> Praise God. If you're hearing me on the gallery, say amen. They like gist. <laughs> Praise God. I'm talking about deterrence to newness. When you get used to certain atmospheres around your life, you're not querying things and trying to make the necessary changes that can engineer newness. There's an atmosphere that, that, will, that will not make things work in your vocational life. In your, your marriage, in your home. Isaiah 61, verse number 3. This is God's will for you and I when it comes to atmospheres. It says to console those who mourn in Zion. This is a messianic prophecy about Jesus and what Jesus will do. It says to console those who mourn in Zion, to give to them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Heaviness is a negative atmosphere that can exist in somebody's life in somebody's home. God has given us the power uh, to break the spirit of heaviness. And it comes with a garment of praise. And it's, you know, the garment of praise is what the Holy Spirit drops upon you 
where you just encounter the oil of joy. It says it gives the oil of joy for mourning. The government of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I start to break, you know, the, 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 the operations of the spirit of heaviness in my life as I pay attention. Glory be to Jesus. As I pay attention to the atmosphere around me. So that they may be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. I pray this year, your home shall be called the trees of righteousness. Yeah. I say your, in, your, in, in your vocational life, it shall be trees of righteousness. Yeah. Bringing forth great fruit in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Somebody say better, amen. amen. So, we need to be conscious of that. And enforce the right atmosphere around our lives. Somebody needs to speak. And at the end of this message, I'm going to lead us to pray. We'll speak to atmospheres around our home, around our vocational life, around our emotional life, and push atmosphere. And say, atmosphere, shift. It's time to shift. Somebody say, atmosphere, shift. That's what you're experiencing this year. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Also recognize and deal with distractions. This is talking about atmosphere. There's a need to recognize and deal with distractions. Sometimes there's too much activity around your life. And those activities, they start to becloud your capacity for newness. You get stuck in, you know, just running things the same way, just activities. So you need to manage the spinning effect of different activities that prevent you from seeing and embracing what God is doing. What God is doing. Spinning effect. Remember sharing this at the men's gathering during the summer in the UK? Uh, I think that's the first time the Holy Spirit brought this to my mind. Um, the fact that we live in a world today where there's a barrage of, of information, all kinds of things and all kinds of activities and you know, sometimes it's like, you know, when you spin things. I hope you understand what I'm saying, when you, something is spinning. And as a human being, when I spin, what happens to me? After a while, what happens? I become dizzy. Some people, they are in a complete dizzy state, and that's how they live their life. Yeah. You can't be dizzy and recognize something new. Yeah. Too much activity, too much information, too much of this. Too much distraction, uh, entertainment, different things. Some people do like four things at the same time. You're trying to check Instagram there, answer a phone call there, and write a proposal there. And then in the midst of that, check your email. Yeah. There's a level of multitasking that you must not get to if you don't want to mess yourself up. That's what we call the spinning effect. Many people are spinning. You know, even when you're driving on the road, do you know the amount of uh, billboard, uh, LED, uh, you know, different kind of things on this road? Uh, look. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we, we, we seem to be living right now. And you need to tell yourself, I need some time to focus so that God can reach me. Glory be to Jesus. Yeah, I need time to focus so that God can reach me. I want to cancel the, the, the spinning effect that creates this uh oh, uh, what do we call it again? Dizziness around my life. Because some people are emotionally dizzy, psychologically dizzy. 
You're not able to take position on anything. A decision that should take you 24 hours, taking you one month. Life is passing you by. Because people are making decisions and moving on. Yeah. You know, when you're in business, your ability to make decisions very fast and with a high level of accuracy is what uh, keeps you ahead of the curve. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Keep you ahead of whatever is going to happen. You make quick decisions with a high level of accuracy. And that can only happen with the help of the Holy Spirit when you have found yourself in his presence, you're taking distractions away, and you've made up your mind that you want to follow God with the right atmosphere this year. Praise God. Secondly, the second deterrent is uh, physical health stroke appearance can be a deterrent. Can be a deterrent. How prepared are you for the palace? By palace, I mean new things that God wants to do in your life. How prepared are you? Some people are wishing for things they don't have energy for. Because you are not fit physically. And physical fitness is not always about losing weight. Because when you check some people's uh, New Year, whatever, goals or resolution, I will lose weight this year. As if, you know, that's the only way that people keep fit. I'm not saying you shouldn't lose weight anyway. I'm just saying that ask yourself, what you are praying to God for? Do you have the mental, emotional, and physical capability or capacity to withstand it? Yeah, like Pastor CJ was saying in the last service, can you, can you have breakfast in a country and dinner in another country and have a meeting in another country the following day? And you will still get to that country and be able to make a presentation that will engage people. Or by the time you're getting there, you say, ah, I don't know who sent me. Uh, this, this is too much for me. Because you are not fit, either physically or mentally, to be able to handle that level of pressure. And as we go into the new year, those are the things you have to ask yourself. How am I preparing physically? In Genesis 41 and verse 14, uh, Genesis 41 and 14, you read a story of Joseph there. Joseph had a sudden breakthrough, a new beginning, from prisoner to the palace. But just before he will appear in the palace, he dealt with a deterrent to new beginning. The culture in Pharaoh's days in Egypt is that you don't stand before Pharaoh with beard, you know, and all that. Somehow, he was enlightened enough to know, not only to know, but to be humble enough to align. That's this, this, when we talk about, you know, prepare yourself physically or even how you look. The Bible says there, then Pharaoh sent, verse 14 of Genesis 41, Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they brought him quickly out of the dungeon. Quickly. And in the midst of quickly. Because when Pharaoh is calling you, you don't waste time. When destiny beckons, you move. Glory be to Jesus. Yeah. When destiny is beckoning on you, you move. But in the midst of all that, you must deal with deterrence to newness. You must, you must do some, some things. In the midst of moving quickly out of the dungeon, he did what? And did what? You don't appear before Pharaoh with bed or with prison clothes. Yeah. I don't care how much of skill you have. Just like Joseph in interpreting dreams, but when a new beginning will start in his life, it called for a change of certain things that he was used to. 
Shave your beard because you're going into the palace to appear before a man who does not want to see anybody in beard. Yeah. That's a culture of the day in the palace. Yeah. So you ready to align with palace culture and palace mentality or you want to stay where you have always been and what you have been used to? You, you, you can't appear before Pharaoh in prison clothes. You need to dress the path. You need to dress the path. You need to dress the path. So you have to be intentional about your appearance as well as your health. So this year, pay attention to fitness. Even scripture says bodily exercise profit little. Though he said we should exercise ourselves rather to godliness or to righteousness, but bodily exercise profit little. Pay attention. You must not just look the path, you must be fit for the path. You must not just look the path, you must be fit for the path. Glory be to Jesus. It's a, good, it's a good place to remind everyone that it's good for you to plan somewhere in the midst of this year, first or second quarter, to do your annual medical checkup. Yeah. These days where we have health management organizations and all that, if you sign up to any HMO, it's no longer a big deal. It's part of the package for you to be able to do that and know the things that you need to work on and the things you need to release your faith for because you can't be releasing your faith in darkness. But when you do such, you will know. This is what I need to pray for, for God to heal. Are you still with me today? But you can imagine the kind of life we live in Lagos. We're too busy for the important things. <laughs> when you live in a city like Lagos, you are too busy to even be mindful of how healthy you are. And that must stop this year. Can I get an amen to that? So, it's important that we pay attention to these things. Even 1 Corinthians 6 and 19 says our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So we need to present our bodies. We need to, you know, uh, uh, present ourselves in a way that can recognize new newness and the things that God wants to do can take place in our lives. Number three, inability to build healthy relationships. Inability to build healthy relationships. You will struggle to recognize newness when you are not able to build healthy relationships. Ecclesiastes 4 and verse 9 down to 12 says, uh, two are better than one. And when God says something is better, it's better. Yeah. Somebody may say, no, I, I just like to walk alone. I just like to do my own thing on my own, you know, because of my temperament. But God says, your temperament notwithstanding, two are better than one. Two are better than one at home. Two are better than one at work. Two are better than one everywhere. So my capacity to build relationships, to sustain relationships, will open me up to newness in God. There are certain things that one person may not be able to do. If you want real greatness, nobody achieves greatness alone. You achieve greatness in the company of people, helpers, collaborators, companions, people who will bring vital contributions into your life. That's how we achieve greatness. So two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. Do you have a companion? I'm not only talking about marriage. I'm talking about how we do life. 
If people are walking out of your life very fast all the time, you need to slow down. This is a new beginning. And ask God and trust God for capacity to build viable relationships that God will use to take you into the fullness of your new beginning. Say amen, somebody. So he, says for he, 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 he said, for he has no one to lift him up. That's if he falls. But we said, but woe to him who is alone because he has no one to lift him up. Again, if two lie down, together they will keep warm. But one cannot be warm alone. Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and the threefold cord is not quickly broken. Glory be to Jesus. So work on your interpersonal skills. Work on your interpersonal skills. It's very important. Work on your interpersonal skills. Let uh, God know that you are willing to work with people. God will use people to bless you, and he wants to use you to bless people too. Now, this is the big deal. This is a big deal, and this is a point of commitment. Can you be calmer, more patient, and kinder this year? Yeah. That's a big one there. Look at your neighbor for me and ask your neighbor, can you be calmer? And more patient? And kinder? This year? 2020? Your neighbor say, Don't postpone it to 2021. God wants a new you. Glory be to Jesus. We need to be able to build destiny relationships and not give any excuses if we see newness. James chapter 3 and verse 13 is very instructive in this wise. James 3 and 13. Uh, can you put that up for me? James 3 and verse 13. Uh, said, who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works be done in the meekness of wisdom. But he said, if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your heart, do not boast and lie against the truth. Look at this. He said, the wisdom, this wisdom does not descend from above. It is earthly. It is um, sensual and demonic said, for where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and everything, every evil thing are there. Look at verse, verse uh, 17. That's where I'm going. said, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruit, without partiality, without hypocrisy. He said, it's gentle. It's peaceable. Is willing to yield. Can you give me a New Living Translation? Quickly, verse 17, a New Living Translation. It says, but the wisdom from above, which is how we see the operation of wisdom of God, which brings real good relationship into people's life because they conduct themselves like this. It says, but the wisdom that is from above is pure. It is peace-loving, also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. Last year, they begged you, three people were begging, three friends, to let go of that issue. Say, no. Why? 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 I will show him. I will show him. Now, this year, let the wisdom of God take charge of your heart. The Bible says the wisdom of God is willing to yield. One translation says, easily entreatable. 
You cannot keep relationships if you are not easily entreatable. Yeah. You can win an argument and lose a friend. And you need that friend for destiny purposes. Some people are so fixated on winning arguments to the detriment of losing a friend. Are you still with me today? This year, make up your mind. I want destiny relationships. I don't mind losing arguments. I just want to be in the will of God for my life. I want to, I want to engage newness. And anyone that God will bring into my life that will help me to engineer newness, uh, I will mind how I argue with them. Some people have argued with people and chased people away from their lives. Are you hearing today? I said, are you hearing today? So, James 3 and verse 17 is very key for you to go home with. And judge your relational life from that standpoint. Am I easily entreatable? Am I willing to yield? Am I peace-loving? And do I seek to be gentle? Praise God. I said, praise God. So what is the state of your relationships at home, at work, in church? What's the state of your relationships? It's very important. Number four, as I uh, move quickly, is assumption. Assumption. Another deterrent to newness is assumptions. In fact, there's, there's a, I just rem remembered now, there's a slide there that shows what people are looking for now when they're employing. Can you go back to that? Yes, yes, yes. Top most in-demand soft skill. Yeah. This is put together by Institute of African Intelligence. Look at, out of all these five things that are here, like three or four of them are based on good relational skills. Persuasion, adaptability, collaboration, emotional intelligence. The only one that is not really based on that is creativity. But even when you work in groups, it can enhance creativity. Yeah, can enhance creativity. This is what is working now in the marketplace, beyond your skill. Beyond experience sometimes, because if experience does not in, uh, translate into your, your adaptability, uh, emotional intelligence, and all that, you can have 20 years experience, and you can hire somebody with 10 years experience who is more easily entreatable and who can run a team better. Are you still with me? Very, very important. I just remember that, you know, in the first service, we, Pastor TJ, you know, brought this up, and this is, this is really very, very, very important that all of us need to be aware of this. Let me go to my next point. Assumptions. Assumptions. Assumptions can take you in the wrong or fruitless direction. And many people are not able to recognize newness because of assumptions. Simply because of assumptions. So you must have your own encounter or revelation that will lead you to your place of newness. One very interesting uh, story in the Bible, I'll just uh, um, read it for, just for you to go with, is what happened in, uh, um, in Acts chapter 9, when you read from verse 1. That it is possible for somebody to be living in assumption or with old information. Acts chapter 9 from verse 1, it says, And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth, that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus, and finding some disciples, he said to them, 
Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Look at what they said. So they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there's a Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. <laughs> they were believers quite all right, but not heard about the Holy Spirit. So he said, and he said to them, unto what then were you baptized? They said, so they said to him, into John's baptism. Ah, John had come. They had beheaded him. He had gone. Jesus, that John spoke about, had come. He had gone. Jesus had sent the Holy Ghost. Can you imagine how far back they were? Yeah. John spoke about Jesus, said, I came to introduce somebody. The person came and said, I'll send you another comforter. John left. Jesus left. Uh, comforter has come. They said, we are, we are baptized unto John's baptism. And they thought they had the newest information in time. That's the way some people behave. Yeah. Don't allow your Christianity to become obsolete by being pedestrian about your spiritual life. Don't allow your, your worldview to become obsolete, living around assumptions and not exposing yourself to adequate information like we said last Sunday. This is a time of newness. In the time of newness, you position yourself for the right information. You position yourself for the right information. That's what you do in a time of newness. In Acts chapter 10, you remember the story of Peter too, when God was about to send it to the house of Colinius. Arise, Peter, kill and eat. Acts 10, I think verse 13 or so. And Peter said, you know, I don't eat all these kind of things. I shared this at the, at the New Year's Eve service. I don't eat all this. And God said, I've moved past this one. Eat. No problem. Eat. Because I'm going to actually send it to Gentiles to reach out to them. And when Jesus was around, they were only speaking to Jews. God wanted to push him forward a bit. He was still living in the assumption that it was only Jews that they were supposed to preach the gospel to. Arise, Peter, kill and eat. And I know God will be speaking to some people this year. Arise. That is all I eat and kill and eat. Arise, Emeka, kill and eat. And you'll be saying, you know, where I came from. Or this is how I think it should work. And everybody's telling you, it doesn't work like that anymore. You know that some husband, wife said, it doesn't work like that anymore. Husband said, no, I'm the man in this house. This is how it works. You are living on assumption. Better open up. Yeah, open up. Open up. Glory be to Jesus. Lastly today, to come out of assumption, you need to, you can't be tired of staying in God's presence. Because when you are staying in His presence and enjoy His presence, you engage newness. You engage fresh hunger. The last one, number five, is failure to execute. And I close on that. Failure to execute. Failure to execute. Proverbs 12 in verse 27, the Bible says, The lazy man does not rose what he took in hunting, but diligence is a man's precious possession. Some people will go do all the job, all the thinking, but they refuse to execute nothing. Do you know that there are some people who have been planning to do some things for three or four years now? Yeah. You know you can plan to have a PhD. Or master's degree and you can plan it for five years and the people who started when you started planning they had gotten their degree and you are still planning the only problem is that there's no degree for planning to get a degree 
<laughs> yeah. And some people just specialize in just, 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 just planning. Just planning. What they're forgotten is that vision plus action, especially right and timely action, is what leads to manifestation. Yeah. It's not enough to just get a vision. If you want to engage real newness, you need to be willing to take action. You need to be willing to take action. You need to be, and this is right and timely action. So let me look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, don't just be a hearer. Do it. Yeah, because James 1 and 22 says you can be a hearer and not a doer. It's time to do. It's time for action. Rise on your feet, everybody. Rise on your feet, everybody. Let's say some prayers this morning. Rise on your feet, everybody. This is the time to take action. Take action. Take action. Strike. Strike. When the iron is hot, this is the time to strike. Glory be to Jesus. Lift your two hands to Jesus this morning and just tell him, Lord, I receive grace for newness. I receive grace for newness. I declare in your presence today that all things are passed away, all things have become new. Will you lift your voice to Jesus this morning and speak to every atmosphere that is negative around your life, every atmosphere of gloominess, and begin to push them away in the name of Jesus. I want you to declare and speak right now. I cast out atmosphere of negativity in the name of the Lord Jesus. The Bible says, He appoints to them that mourn in Zion, He gives unto them beautiful ashes.